0: giving is primarily a form of worship. Amen. We're going to take up our offering here. Thank you, Randy. We'll pass that around. Sow your seed into the kingdom of God. It is a guaranteed return on your investment. You're not giving it away. You're sowing it into your future. Amen. 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 God is a God of multiplied return, seed to the sower. If you wrap expectancy around your seed, and you'll bless it into the kingdom to do your will. And as you just heard Samuel say, we are doing God's will here. We are not just making converts, we're creating disciples who will go out and shine their light in the world. Amen. 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 Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah all right ready stretch your hand out over there heavenly father we just thank you for all of the seed sown in the form of finances into the kingdom of god into this little part of your body grace and true church give us wisdom and good stewardship lord and thank you for multiplying the seed that is given in every way not just here in the offering plate but online and by other means lord and uh we just thank you for multiplying seed back to the sower and multiplying for your work into the kingdom, hundredfold return in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Instead of a joke, I'm going to tell you a kind of a joke today. That something I read, and uh, it's just going to it's just going to go right into the message. Amen. Amen. You'll see what I mean in a second. Glad our IT department is back and up and running. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your birthday? I did, yes. How about you, ma'am? I did. All right, anybody else? <laughs> Next week, we're going to celebrate those birthdays. Amen. Is that gonna be you, man? Oh boy. So we got that to look forward to. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Um, a pastor asked an older farmer, decked out in bib overalls, to say grace for the morning breakfast. He started out, Lord, I hate buttermilk. The farmer began. The visiting pastor opened one eye and glance at the farmer and wonder where this was going. The farmer loudly proclaimed, Lord, I hate Lord. Now the pastor was growing concerned. Without missing a beat, the farmer continued, and Lord, you know, I don't much care for raw white flour. The pastor once again opened an eye to glance around the room and saw that he wasn't the only one to feel uncomfortable. Then the farmer added, but Lord, when you mix them all together and bake them, I do love warm, fresh biscuits. <laughs> so, Lord, when things come up that we don't like, when life gets hard, when we don't understand what you're saying to us, help us to just relax and wait until you're done mixing. It'll probably be even better than biscuits. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Within that prayer, there is great wisdom for all when it comes to complicated situations like we're experiencing in the world today. Stay strong, my friends, because our Lord is mixing several things that we don't really care for, but something even better is going to come when he's done with it. Amen. 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 <laughs> Praise God. So that reminds me of Romans eight twenty-eight. Lest anyone thinks that God is the one doing the the evil in the world, he's not. But, it says in Romans 8, 28, we know that for those who love God, raise your hand, and are called according to his purpose, God is working all things together for the good, and we uh, can believe in that. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day and for your precious word. Thank you for the manna from heaven that you have put in my heart to share with your children today. Thank you for the anointing that breaks every yoke. Thank you for giving them revelation, knowledge, understanding of your word that they will make it their own. And it will take root and bear fruit in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Last week... We were talking more about following the leading of the inner witness, the Holy Spirit speaking to our spirit. Amen. To make us a better witness and to help us in every way in our lives. The Holy Spirit. Samuel is our paraclete, isn't he? Like I said last week, not to be confused with parakeet. I say things like that because it'll keep you in remembrance of that word paraclete. Peter said, redundancy is good in God, amen. Paraclete in the Greek means a lot of things. Holy Spirit, in short, is our comforter, our helper, our guide, our advocate, which is the same translation for lawyer, our intercessor, a standby, a strengthener. And that's pretty good stuff. Can I get a witness? Amen. See, we make a poor Holy Spirit, Samuel. We're just a witness. Huh? We're not the judge. We can't change anybody. We make a poor Holy Spirit. Can't do it in the flesh. Isn't that what we talked about? Yes. Matter of fact, we're not even supposed to be trying. Do what? Live out this life for Jesus? Matter of fact, he told those boys he raised up and discipled for three years don't even try it in your own strength. After he was raised from the dead, he taught him for 40 more days. Then he was ascended to heaven, and then 10 days later on the 50th day of the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came in that upper room. And then they were empowered to go and do the work that God had for them to do. If they needed it, and he needed it, we need it. And I don't mean it, sorry sir. The Holy Spirit is a person, the third person of the Trinity. Jeremiah 10, 23 says, I know, O Lord, that the way of man is not within himself. It is not within man who walks, who directs his own steps. We'll foul it up every time in our flesh. We're supposed to be dependent, connected to the vine. Amen. That life, living by the spirit described in galatians 5 the same place where samuel found that fruit of the spirit lifted listed but it says in the 24th and 25th verse that those who belong to christ jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires since we live by the spirit capital s we let us walk in step with the spirit That's what Samuel just said, so eloquent. Amen. 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 Romans 8, 4, so that the righteous standard of the law, listen to this, so that the righteous standard of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. The law, I thought Jesus finished that set it aside, nailed it to the cross. Everything that the enemy had to accuse us with, fulfilled in him. Yes. True. So then why, why does it say that we might fulfill the righteous requirement of the law? Well, let's find out. We talked last week about Moses striking that rock in when the, when the Old Covenant. All this stuff, type and shadow, didn't we? When they came out of Bandage in Egypt and, and uh, Moses struck the rock the first time on the instruction of the Lord with the staff that he had and water came out as, as type and shadow Jesus being the rock and the water that came forth was his type and shadow of the Holy Spirit Amen, Amen. the second time 37 years later fast forward they, they're getting ready to go on into the promised land And this time, God tells him, speak to the rock and water will come forth. Well, Moses was having a bad day and he hit the rock instead, not only once, but twice. Because of that, God said he didn't honor him. And he and Aaron weren't going to be allowed to go into the promised land. That's the only excuse God needs. If God said it, he's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Believe me, God could find a reason to exclude each and every one of us every single day of our lives. That's right. Either by error or omission or just knowing the right thing to do and not doing it. That's all sin, you see? That's right. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. It said First 1 Corinthians ten four, and all drank the same spiritual drink. Speaking to those Hebrews out in the desert, the same spiritual drink See, again, he's making reference that that was the same spiritual drink. But they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. They had a pet rock. <laughs> Christ the king. <laughs> he wasn't really, he didn't make himself into a rock. Again, this is type and shadow. But, you know, Andrew Womack, he's got a, I don't know, Five or six or seven mile trail in the mountain there through by his house around his land. He walks on every day. there's a giant boulder as he goes along the trail and he and he put on there, he painted on there. If, if you don't, I will. <laughs> Referring to when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on the donkey and they had told the religious hypocrites told him, Tell them to quit praising you. And he said, If I do, if they quit, the rocks will praise me. So it's a reminder for Andrew to praise God because the Rock's telling him, if you don't, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But it says in Romans three twenty four, by the works of the law, see we're supposed to It says in Romans 8, 4, so that the righteous standard of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Beginning in Romans 3.20, by the works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. And we're not supposed to be sin conscious anymore. Well, some say that this is spiritualization, that have spiritualized this uh, about the rock and everything. But listen, everything is in type and shadow in the old covenant. And if, and if this thing about rock, the rock and, and Moses and striking the rock and water coming forth isn't type and shadow, then there isn't any type and shadow in the, in the Old Testament, trust me. So what I'm saying, that the law was never intended to bring us into the promised land. or we're, We were never supposed to go into the promised land anyway, the Hebrews were, and they did. We've been brought. See, now that's type and shadow of what's really taking place with us. We've been brought into the land of promises. But it wasn't going to be by the law, so it couldn't be by Moses. That's why Joshua had to do it. Joshua, same name for Yeshua, Jesus. Type and shadow. Amen. Hallelujah! The law is never going to bring us into the land of promises. Only a bridge made out of an old rugged cross. Amen. 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 Only the rock of our salvation, Jesus Christ. Praise God. Now, Jesus, he has accomplished everything. He's finished. He sat down the right hand of the Father in heaven, and he sent the Holy Spirit, huh? He was very excited about that. He told the disciples, if you love me, you would be excited about it too. So I'm glad we're paying attention now, huh, Samuel? You see, I know ministers that have passed on or I know of and and, you know that I'm familiar with and fond of that were full gospel ministers and They would never say anything or hurt another preacher or minister or pastor on purpose, you know I've seen them when there was two or three full gospel churches around and a couple tried to come over to his church that was uh, wealthy Would have been good because they were tithers, they loved God. But the woman got offended, and wanted to come across streets. street. See, this preacher was more of a preacher and the one they wanted to go to was more of a teacher like, like me. And he told him, no, I need you to go back where you belong. Go back over there, they need you, they need the provision. I know the pastor's a good man, send him back over there. That's good stuff in that particular case. But in other cases somebody come to him he said, now if anybody come to me and they want to switch and they're in an old dry dead church that, uh, that teaches that miracles are past and that healing is of the devil and speaking in tongues he goes, I'll tell them come on over. Why? Because he loves God. and if they're not preaching the, the counsel of God then you know they don't need to be there. That's just religious. Oh, man. <laughs> so Romans 8, 14, those who are led or guided, he's our guide by the spirit of God, they're the sons of God, daughters of God. Amen. Amen. Sees us all as sons. Amen. We talked about last week, I'm just trying to finish summarizing here that so many are waiting on the spectacular, seeking after it, waving on it that they're missing the supernatural in their midst every day. There's a lot of supernatural going on at Grace and Truth Church. Amen. In and around and through and with the members and everything else. Believe it or not. But if you if you sometimes you can be so focused on the spectacular which we will see more of but you miss the supernatural. Mm -hmm. Because this this life, after the Holy Ghost, is either supernatural or it's superficial. Mm -hmm. Some of this maybe you'll get later. Proverbs 27 says that the spirit of man is the candle or the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner parts of the belly, The spirit is there, you see? That's where it is, the real you. So this is saying that God doesn't guide you by your natural senses, not by your mind, not by your soul, not by your body, but by your spirit. Jesus told that woman at the well, God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The Holy Spirit speaks to our spirit gave you some testimonies last week. There's always lots of good testimonies. Let's see what kind of time we have. John 7, 37 through 39, just to finish summarizing. Jesus said he stood up on the last day of the feast, the great day. Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart or belly will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. 1 Corinthians 14, 14, when I pray in tongues, my spirit prays. Amen. But my understanding or my soul is unfruitful. My mind, my will, emotion, my flesh. This is where we hit the snag, folks. This is why so many have trouble utilizing the precious gift. That comes with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, your private prayer language. Why? Because in our flesh, we are out, we lose control. We, he doesn't just take over our mouth. That's what another people, a lot of other people miss it because they're waiting for him to just take over and start speaking to them, you know? It's through them. You have to do that part, you have to open your mouth. And let those syllables out, but you can you control of that, but but you're not in in control of what you're praying. Yes, and people that they don't like that. That's having to surrender too much in some people's minds. <laughs> I can show you in Scripture. It says anyone praying in spirit cannot curse God. Amen. So don't worry. It's the enemy. He's taking it over mm-hmm. it's not so we're we're able to be led by the Holy Spirit why is it so mm-hmm. difficult because we like control we really need though to be like that old farmer in the story in the beginning huh yeah. Yeah. we just we need trust we need trust I mean Samuel didn't you post something this week said if you're going to believe everything you read then start with your bible man I like that brother Start with the Word of God. You're going to believe everything you read. The Lord's asking us to trust someone we cannot see. Yep. Is it? And because by, by the old nature, which we're not dual nature, but the old nature has a bunch of residue left in our soul, our mind, will, and emotions, and in this physical body which just follows suit with whatever your soul agrees with. Spirit or flesh. <laughs> Y'all with me? Yes. Alright. <laughs> and that flesh likes self control. The Lord taught me this by an old commercial we used to have about surrendering there used to be a, an old commercial where it's just falling backwards into a swimming pool—the Nest Tea Plunge. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 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 He said you're just gonna have to take the Nest Tea Plunge. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh boy, that's funny. <laughs> by the flesh, you're never gonna get to know the Holy Ghost. And by the flesh you're never going to accomplish the will of God. So if you really want God and you want to fulfill your days and you want to fulfill your mission and you want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, instead of, well, I guess you're done, then you're going to have to learn to surrender and get to know the Holy Spirit, which means you're going to have to begin to seek him. God says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. That's where a lot of us jump the tracks. We're so used to the microwave mentality, the drive-through window, honk, honk, honk. I have been here for three minutes. (laughs) Can I speak to a manager? I went down to Mexico one time on a hunting trip, and we went for lunch, and uh, we ordered the cabrito, and uh, we heard, they were back there, but they went and killed it and butchered it, cooked it. Lunch took us about three hours, three and a half hours. I bet it did. I did that in high <laughs> school, the flying time. They didn't think anything of it. We are like, okay. Remember this. <laughs> Only in America do we think we're so special, you see. You know how many American Christians it takes to screw in a light bulb? Just just one. They just stand on the ladder and the world revolves around them. <laughs> But <laughs> <the good> <laughs> when you begin to seek him you'll find him and then you have to develop a track record of his goodness and his faithfulness and it will happen over time it's good that you document these things even your prayer life and I hope you're still journaling if any of you started that this year it's always good because you can look back through that and go wow he did all that he did it all See, because we forget. We tend to forget. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. So we do not lose heart, though our inner, our outer self, forgive me, is wasting away. See, that's our flesh. Some may be wasting away faster than others. I'm trying to renew and re-energize mine a little bit. Because the Lord told me if I want to make it fulfill my destiny, I need to do what I know to do. Amen. Amen. So even though I've gotten better and I'm going to get even better, I'm still just prolonging the inevitable with this flesh. I can only legitimately expect 120 years out of this. So that's what it means outwardly we are... Wasting away our inner self is being renewed day by day. So as we come into agreement with the Holy Ghost, that imperishable seed is being watered and nurtured and growing and developing. Amen. Amen. That eternal seed that will last forever. And it said, for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison oh praise God as we look now listen to this 18th verse as we look not to the things that are seen but to the things that are unseen Amen. Amen. now that's just foolishness to the world it is foolishness the Bible says so the cross is foolishness to the world but not to us because we know that the spiritual realm that surrounds us and even beings that are in our midst and the armies of God and, and everything that created what we can see was made from this invisible world that we can't see. So as we look to the, not to the things that are seen but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, they're passing through, they're just temporary. But the things that are unseen are eternal. So we are asked to trust in things that we cannot see. This is the challenge before every Christian who has come to know the truth. Now we love all who call themselves Christian, all who love the Lord. Just because you have greater revelation knowledge doesn't mean that you're better. It just means you should be more humble and more thankful. Yeah. But you can't unscramble these eggs. You know, someone who doesn't believe in the things that we know to be true and things that I've seen evidence of and things that have just been... I've been walking in for 15 years. You can't argue me out of that now with your unbelief that you learned at seminary. Trust. Total reliance upon spiritual timing. Total reliance upon spiritual timing. Let go and let God. Amen? Amen. How hard is that? very, very hard. <laughs> Can be. You know why? No trust. No trust. Why? You haven't done the things we just talked about. It takes time. You ever had a, any relationship, it takes time to build that trust. You have to spend time. You cannot microwave a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can't have a relationship with Jesus through me. You can't have a relationship with Jesus by knocking on a box and talking to another sinner in the other side of the box. You're called to a personal relationship with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He loves you and that's what he died for was to get you into personal relationship with him. Amen. You have to let go and let God. You have to learn to trust God. We're talking about living a life, believing and trusting in the unseen world. You you know the tighter you hold on to water, the more it eludes your grasp. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Jesus said those who find their life will lose it, but those who lose it for me will will gain eternal life. You can't bear the weight of this life on your own so you have to relinquish control you have to place your trust in the one who is here to help heal empower love and prosper you that's the holy spirit this whole idea that we as physical mortals are so robust unlikely to fail is just a pipe dream In and of ourselves, we can't do it on our own because we're not that awesome, or strong, or powerful. So, an illusion. Without God, we're nothing. We're we're just you know I I was out there trimming some dead branches off my pear trees and collecting some pears yesterday, and but you know once in a while I would click one that was uh, the apple tree's been concerning me because it had really had to give it some water and I thought it was dead, but I'll break it off, snap, snap and then I'll get to one with some life in it, you know, like ah it's okay, in the fall it's going to be filled with white blossoms. I'll speak to it, I'll pray over it and we're going to have a, a big harvest, Amen. amen But without without staying connected to the vine, we're just like one of those old branches that you break off. It's not gonna it's not gonna stay full of life. Amen. That's the comparison that he makes. So let's talk about love. I <laughs> remind you. Of- you know when you get when you come to the Lord, if you come out of the world and you don't know a bunch of Christian songs, you just take all the old ones that you knew and you change them to Jesus songs. <laughs> Let's talk about love, JC. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things, not the bad things, you see it, be. I love that. Oh, praise God. I might have to edit that out. (laughs) Oh, praise God. So the trust, the faith, trust, faith that we're talking about comes how? When we have a revelation, when the light bulb goes on in our mind, in our personal life, of God's love for us. That's when we start to trust Him. When do you trust somebody? Why do you think Maddie trusts Joey so much? (laughs) He loves her and she knows it. Huh? Just an example. Same way with your, you know, if you, well, well, anyway. It's a good example. (laughs) But 1 John 3.16, or John 3.16, the gospel of John. For God so loved the world... You need to say, for God so loved me that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. So you need to meditate on His love for you. You need to make that a real thing. That's the anchor. That's the foundation of everything that you're going to need to go through this life. First John 419 we love why or I, in this case I would say how because he first loved us John, John, is, John is the one who laid his head on Jesus chest at dinner and said who's going to be the one you know he knew it wasn't him John's the one that had a revelation he called himself the disciple whom Jesus loved five times in his own gospel That's what empowered him to walk so strong in such victory. He was the only one of all the disciples that didn't scatter to the four winds when Jesus was was executed. He was standing right there at the foot of the cross with Jesus' mother, Mary, of spiritual employment, not afraid, because he knew the love of God toward him and it compelled him to be courageous and strong and useful, not to walk in fear. And it can do the same for you, but you have to make it personal. First John 4, 16, so we have come to know, so John's telling us his secrets of how to walk in victory and power. You know, we, we love, That's that's the key. And then you're fixing to get to that. I asked you a question a while ago and now I'm getting to the answer. We love because he first loved us. 1 John 4, 16, so we have come to know, to know and to believe. It's not just mental assent. It's you now it's become a revelation. It's in the heart. They know and believe the love that God has for us. That's what he said. God is love and whoever abides in love, abides in God and God abides in him. So when we allow God to love us and we truly have an understanding or revelation of his love for us, it will benefit us in every way. Amen. It helps us to receive from him, which in turn helps us to help others To give and to love out of the overflow. You can't give away what you haven't received. And who is the source of all true love? God. So until you are willing to let God love you, you can't possibly love others with the kind of love that God has called you to love. Knowing his love for us, making it personal, it brings peace, trust, you trust him when you know he loves you. That's what, see religion makes people afraid of God. they try to beat you into submission with fear. Even though this Bible, which most Christians don't let get in the way of what they want to believe, unfortunately, says that's not God. Fear has to do with punishment. But the kind of fear that we have for God is just a, a reverence and awe, respect. That the The creator of all things has a personal relationship and has taken up residence in us and loves us. Now that's that's humbling, but it's true. Gives us confidence in him. Never forget the day he said, are you prepared now to take up, do you trust me? And then, yes, are you prepared down to take up your identity in me alone? In other words, to walk away from all the things that you thought made you special and made you successful in ministry, and now let's go begin your ministry. <laughs> or let's go begin the preparation for your ministry. Heck, I thought I already I was. A little, little, little big shot. <laughs> no. Now let's begin. Now that you're at the end of yourself, You know, not that I hadn't done some good things. But he told Andrew Womack after 35 years in ministry, he said, now you're just beginning your ministry. That he had called it to. So we get confidence to do, to be we're not do-to-bees, we're be to dos mm-hmm. We've been created to do. We don't do in order to be accepted. <laughs> but then we it gives us compassion, you see. Once we're confident and we're we're over ourselves and we're over all of the the negative things of our failures and our shortcomings and Realize that's what qualified us for grace. And he loves us anyway. He died for all those sins before we ever committed one. He still chose us anyway and loves us. And it begins to give you confidence and compassion for others, you know? Love for ourselves, love for others. And it's walking in this love, this agape, God kind of love that helps us to live a victorious life In in and for Jesus It'll even bring healing To your physical body Mm -hmm. Yes it will Hello Amen. And that of your family and friends Talking about love And it'll help you to prosper In every way Amen Amen. I'm going to show you Just take a minute to do that Scripture, do you believe? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, let's look at it first of all. What's this fulfilling of the law when the law is, is over and done with? Isn't it? Or is it Exodus? Let's go back, let's go back to some type and shadows again because this is important. You got to get this, it's going to change your life. Which will change the lives of others for the good. Exodus 15 verses 22 through 26. This is when they were just a few days out after coming through the Red Sea, parted Red Sea, and watching God close it up and destroy their enemy behind them. It's a type and shadow of water to baptism, by the way. <laughs> anyway, I'll start reading in the 22nd verse, 15th chapter of Exodus. Then Moses made. Israel set out from the Red Sea, and they went into the wilderness of Shur. They went three days, three days, from seeing all those miracles and seeing the Red Sea parted. They go three days into the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah because it was bitter. Therefore, it was named Marah. And the people grumbled against Moses. <laughs> saying, what shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a log, a stick, symbol of the cross. And he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. There the Lord made for them a statute and a rule, and there he tested them, saying, if you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God, And do that which is right in his eyes. And give ear to his commandments. And keep all his statutes. So you got to do all. You got to meet all the conditions. Back then. Then I will put none of the diseases on you. That I put on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord your healer. Now this is a covenant he made with the Jews. I am the Lord your healer. That's I am Jehovah Rapha. The God who heals. It literally is translated in Hebrew. Your doctor. But there were a lot of conditions. Weren't there? Alright. Now let's look at Leviticus 26. The first five verses. I'm going to read here. Talking about. Prosperity. You shall not make idols for yourselves or erect an image or pillar and you shall not set up a figured stone in your land to bow down to for I am the Lord your God. In other words, no other gods before me. Don't make a God out of something I I created, a stick or a rock and call it a God, that's so silly. You shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence, my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Verse three, if you walk in my statutes, again, and observe my commandments and do them, then I will give you your rains in their season and the land shall yield its increase and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Your threshing shall last to the time of the grape harvest and the grape harvest shall last to the time of sowing and you shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land securely. So he's talking about Financial prosperity and security, and safety. The part of the children's bread, isn't it? Huh? Mm-hmm. So here's the good news for New Testament and New Covenant believers. This is why it's so wonderful that, that we just have everything that all the Old Testament prophets and kings and believers all died believing for and never saw. and you, We take for granted. But listen to this. John thirteen verses thirty four and thirty five, Jesus said, "A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are all you also are to love one another." Then the thirty fifth verse, he says something very interesting. By this, all people will know that you're my disciples, if you have loved one for another. Love one for another. Romans 13 verses eight through 10, fulfilling the law is done by love. Amen? Amen. In the eighth verse he says, Oh, no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment, you don't have to worry about anymore. Those things are okay. No, he didn't say that. He said they're all summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. So by love, we, we do no harm, no harm to others. If I love you, I, I'm not going to steal from you. If I love you, I'm not going to, surely not going to murder you. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. You see? Mm-hmm. Selfishness, self centeredness, Offense, unforgiveness, bitterness, ruins and divides relationships, ruins and divides marriages and families, ruins and divides churches. Amen. But God's love never fails. Amen. Amen. Never. By love, we know that we're saved. Amen, or me. Now, water baptism is great. If you're a Christian, Jesus asks you to, to do that as a sign of an in, internal commitment that's changed. It's already taken place. So it's a good thing to do, but it doesn't save you. Didn't save the thief on the cross. But still we do it. Going to church doesn't save you. If you're a Christian, you belong in a church. You're supposed to come together with other believers and worship together and, and come together as a group and make a dent in the world. Amen. Amen. But those things don't save you. owe no one anything except to love each other. Hmm. John 13, 20, 35. We read it a minute ago. By this, all people will know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. They will know that we belong to Christ. That, folks, is letting your light shine when you love God is so so serious about this message because we've been talking a lot about the supernatural and uh, and uh, spectacular and the gifts of the spirit and all that and we're going to walk in all those things we're going to be adorned with all the gifts and power but we have to walk in love and victory and unity Amen. That is fundamental. Hmm. I was talking to Harper, six year old granddaughter on Friday night and she just finished vacation Bible school. And uh, she was saying, talking about letting our light shine, she said, that's a that's the main thing that we learned every day. <laughs> In Bible school. She had a new toy that Tavana had got her this, this Barbie closet thing that was she was crazy about. it. just was over there playing. And so she had this new toy and she's sitting there and Tavana and she's saying, that's the number one thing we learned about Bible school is letting our Light shine. And I said I asked would she like it if she had all the new toys she ever wanted and all the best toys in the whole world but she was just all by herself with all her toys? She said, No. I said, Yeah, you want to share share those toys and play with your friends and play with other people, honestly huh? She said, Yeah. I said, that's the same thing. That's that's what they're talking about at your Bible school. That's the same thing with Jesus. You See, we've been given the best gift in the whole universe. And he's awesome. And we know how much he loves us and all the wonderful things he does for us. And we just want to share that with everybody, don't we? She said, yeah. Kid loves Jesus. Amen. My little grandson. Nolan, he cut himself the other day and Samantha went to get the stuff to take care of him. And she was walking back in and Harper had laid hands on him and said, Dear hey Lord Jesus, be healed, Nolan, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> By love we walk in victory. How I many of you want to live a victorious life? Amen. You got any struggles? Anybody? Nobody has any struggles, okay? You got this down, then We can just skip. <laughs> but maybe it's, maybe it's for somebody online. James 1, 19 and 20 says, Let every person be quick to hear, but he got two ears and one mouth, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. John 663, it is the Spirit, capital S, who gives life. The flesh profiteth nothing, no help at all. And Jesus said, the words that I have spoken to you, they are spirit and they are life. Yeah. I'll read one out of the Amplified. I like, like this. First Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8 from the Amplified Bible. It says love endures, First Corinthians 13, that's the love chapter. You need to study that this week and think on it. And when you do, I would ask you to read it and then read it again saying, this is how God thinks about me. Huh? Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant it is not rude it is not self-seeking it is not provoked nor overly sensitive and easily angered it does not take into account a wrong endured it does not rejoice at injustice but rejoices with the truth when right and truth prevail love bears all things regardless of what comes believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. Love never fails. It never fades nor ends. But as for prophecies, they will pass away. Not because they will all come to pass, you see. And as for tongues, they will cease Because when we get there We won't need prophecies or tongues We'll be there with the Lord, amen, amen. As for the gift of, of special knowledge So these are talking about the gifts of the Spirit they're not saying that they're negative things They're just saying that when we're with God We won't need them anymore, amen, amen. They, It will pass away if, if we're ambassadors for Christ, folks And we are And we know it's Romans, Romans 2, 4 says, or, or, or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that it is the goodness of God that brings repentance, or it's God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? So shouldn't we be God's if we're God's ambassadors and we're God's representatives, shouldn't we be God's shouldn't we reflect God's character yes. in our lives? Yes. Isn't that what we were talking about, Samuel? Yes. Hasn't he placed that in us? I mean, that's the fruit of being led by the Spirit. Because that's the character of the Spirit of God love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. You say, I I, I don't have any patience. Yes, you do. (laughs) You just have to draw it out. You have to believe. You have to speak it. Pray in the Spirit. That's, that's the best dipper for the well, but you can do it by just confessing the word and speaking it over yourself. Amen. Amen. God is love. We are children of God. So children, you're children of love. I'm a child of love because my father is love, so I'm a child of love. Now that's the character I should be representing in the world. Listen, you can't drive out darkness with darkness. You walk into a dark room, what's the only way to get rid of that darkness? Switch on the light. You don't overcome evil with evil. You come overcome evil with good. Why am I belaboring this point? It's going to get harder and harder to love those that hate God and hate you. Welcome to the first post-Christian generation in the United States of America. I'm not believing for that. I'm just saying, statistically speaking, and that should be a wake-up call. I'm believing for this third great awakening and I'm seeing hundreds and hundreds of thousands of young people and all kinds of people turn their hearts back to God and be awakened to the truth of God's word and his love and his kindness and out of this woke false narrative. Yes, So I always want to be in the Joshua and Caleb network not in the 10 spies network. We know God disapproved of those negative Nellies. So we always want to look for the good. We want to walk in love. And you know, no matter how much they hate you, they hate you, it's because they hated Jesus. Make sure that's the reason. Not because you're acting like the devil. But if you're representing God and they hate you, it's an honor. Remember, you're not the only one going through that suffering. Anyone who chooses to live for Christ will suffer persecution in this life Now it's your opportunity to be one of the cool kids one of the rebellious kids This is the punk rock of the of our generation now to be a Christian and to stand strong for Jesus Because you're going to be in the minority And you have to make up your mind you need the Holy Spirit Noah was 500 years old. You can read Noah's account in Genesis, the last verse of the 5th chapter through the 10th chapter. See, I don't want me to go there. But Moses was 500 years old when God came to him and told him to build an ark. The world was corrupt. Everyone was violent and evil. He built that ark. It took him a hundred years. It took him a hundred years to build an ark based on a word from God saying he was going to bring the rain and flood out the world and kill everyone. It had never rained before. Everything was watered from underground springs and it just, pss, pss, like the misters in the grocery store. <laughs> it had never rained from above. Matter of fact, when, this, when the storm started, the underground rivers, they just burst. Like, like, uh, like that, what's that one in Yosemite or whatever? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like old faithful, just but just way, way multiplied all over the place. They burst forth into the air, and then the then the clouds were formed, and then the rains began to fall. You see, but it shot forth from the ground first, and then it, then the rains came. My point is by. This one righteous man believed a word from God when nobody else did. And he preached for a hundred years. He tried to convince these people. Nobody except his three sons and their wives and his wife. And then God compelled the animals to come wasn't just a pair of everything. It was a pair of the unclean animals and seven pairs of all the clean animals and then all the birds. But it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, by faith, by trusting in God, by believing the unseen instead of what he could see, being warned by God about things not yet seen. You see that? In reverence, out of fear of the Lord, out of awe and respect and love for God, he prepared an ark for the salvation of his household by which he condemned the whole world. One man believed God and condemned the whole world by his faith and became an heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Peter mentions it, 2 Peter 2, 5, said God did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah. He's warning us. Because it's similar. Because as they said in the word, it's going to be just like in the times of Noah. People be going about doing their own thing, eating and, and you know, hanging out and getting married and just doing whatever life, the, the, the things they mentioned are not even necessarily evil. They're just going about their business. <clears throat> See, as long as people think they can live without God, they'll try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's foolish. Yes. Did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a preacher of righteousness, with seven others when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. Now, folks, let to finish here. But the Holy Spirit every one of you everyone who can hear this the Holy Spirit is prepared to lead you into a wonderful season of blessings and breakthroughs but if you want to receive all that he has for you you have to let go you have to let go you have to surrender all of the darkness That means all the doubt, all of the control, all of the pride, all of the unforgiveness, all of the past. You got to let it go. That's all darkness and you need to embrace the light. The light of God's leading, the light of God's provision and protection and timing and truth Just surrender to Him and let your light, His light, shine and watch the power in your life multiply. That's the word. The power realized by the grace of God working in your life when it's fully embraced by faith is more than any of us have ever seen. And we're not waiting on God, He's waiting on us. Mm -hmm. Just put all your trust in Him and tell Him so. Know that you're loved by God. If you don't know it and believe it, find out. Seek Him until you do. And when you start when you get that revelation, you'll love, you'll love him back. And then you'll begin to love others the way that you're supposed to as children of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen? Amen. Let's <clears throat> help anybody today? Yeah, amen. Let's just tell him. let's just, just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I received this word today. I receive this word today one that came straight from you. I choose love. Therefore, I have fulfilled the law of righteousness. I believe in the golden rule. It wasn't written by a kindergarten teacher. It was spoken by Jesus. And I will live by the law of love. Therefore, sickness has no place in me. Therefore, I am prospered in every way. God's blessing has been spoken over me, and I will settle for nothing less than all your best. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Welcome into my life. Lead me. Guide me. Provide for me. Strengthen me. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. You. Thank you, Father, for this precious word. Thank you for all those who have heard this message and made it their own. Thank you for the declarations that we've made here today. Help us to stay in remembrance of them, Holy Spirit. Help us to to do all that you've called us to be and to do by your grace and by putting faith and trust in your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Anybody need prayer.